Astro Travelers, and welcome to another episode of Tales of Tabat, a Genshin Lore podcast. Last week, we took the plunge past the bloodstained coral into Economia. We still miss Enjo and his quips, and we hope he'll be back soon. This week, we'll be discussing our favorite pyro family, Klee and Alice. Additionally, I want to remind travelers to visit TalesOfTabat.com to see visual representations of the lore mentioned during today's podcast. Your guys have put them together for you to make things a little easier to understand. On our site, you can also find some awesome goodies, including artist spotlights from the community for each episode, wallpapers for download, and a way to check out some of our favorite Genshin merch. Also, travelers, our mailbox is officially open, and we want to hear all your thoughts, questions, and theories for a special summer episode we'll be doing. Feel free to email, DM, or send your thoughts through the Comania Express. Express all your thoughts, and we'll answer on the podcast. Feel free to ask about lore, the podcast, or your favorite hosts. And we can't wait to see everything you have to say. You can email us at talesatavoppod at gmail.com, message us on Instagram at talesatavoppod, or on Twitter, talesatavopp. With that being said, I would like to just formally introduce Alice as the numerous things that she goes by. <clears throat> so everyone, please meet Alice, the great adventurer of the realms, Dodo King, defender of old Monset, friend of adults who yet harbor hope, author of the Tavat Travel Guide, originator of the Kujari art, supplier to the renowned Lord Sangramia Bay, codename A, mother of the most adorable Klee, the unaging mage and grand sorceress. Thank you for letting me be here. I love it. Thank you. She has so many names for a person that we've never seen. She has more names than a harbinger. Oh my, and that's honestly (laughs) worth something. She rivals Daenerys Targaryen at this point. (laughs) She's up there with Skara. And she goes up to Skara and is like, who are you with your three mm-hmm. names? Four names, maybe. <laughs> Pops. Maybe. No, he has a couple more than that. I would say he was up to like five or six. He's got nothing on Alice, that's for sure. Exactly. She's the Dodo King. I mean, he has as many names as people who have played up through the Wanderer oh, storyline. Okay. Very true. Yeah. Good point. I call him Weasel. <laughs> Little Weasel. Can we call Alice something like that? She needs like a funny nickname, I feel. Because she's kind of cray cray from my understanding. Chaos mom. She's just chaos. (laughs) So we know Alice a little bit, even though we haven't met her. But more importantly, we know Klee, Alice's daughter. So for those of you who don't know, Klee Klee is the little spark knight of the Knights of Avonius. And Noelle's pretty jealous of her. She really wants to know how Klee got to rise up in the ranks as fast as she can. But when Noelle asked Klee how like she became a knight so quickly, Klee just invited her out to throw bombs around. So Noelle never got an answer. I mean, Noelle just doesn't understand how dangerous bombs are. That's such an asset for the knights to have. Poor Noelle. Noelle is like sweeping up her little dodoco bombs they were about to like blow up in her face like man i've taken this test multiple times they're not letting me in but they let this little <laughs> child in yeah because she knows how to fucking make bombs yes thanks to her mom well i mean she's <laughs> yeah. a little bit of a nepo baby let's be real oh yeah that is a good point brandon alice herself is destruction incarnate so very on point that clee blew up half of monstat already at the age of what eight years old i know I love that Mondstadt's just constantly being terrorized by Alice and her daughter. (laughs) Absolutely. I didn't know that Klee was born in Mondstadt. I thought, like, maybe we would have found out that Alice was from wherever she's from and that she had Klee there. But no, she was born 
in Mondstadt, been there her entire life. Yeah, and her mom and dad raised her there before, like, Alice went out to do more traveling. Actually, Alice is out traveling with the unknown father of Queen Clee. I was gonna say, you mean when before that they abandoned their child? Yes. <laughs> Which is another name for Alice, child abandoner. Deadbeat mom. <laughs> She is also a pageant mom. Maybe not to Clee, but to everybody else. <laughs> yeah. Deadbeat mom. What else type of mom is she? Deadbeat pageant chaos mom. Yes. <laughs> absolutely. She does care. She sends money to Clee. She oh. sends her on vacation. Mm-hmm. Whatever. They actually did take a vacation together in 2022. <laughs> Which was surprising. Yeah, well, we were sad. at the archipelago, right? Yeah, it was the second archipelago. There's too many archipelagos. I was reading somewhere the other day where they were like, the Inazuman archipelagos. I was like, no, no more archipelagos. Apple. You mean the archipelago? No. Archipelago. The golden apple bottom archipelago. <laughs> Apple bottom jeans. I will say, though, it's interesting you guys bring up that, like, Alice is just as destructive as Klee. Because, one, Mika literally says that he's had to revive his maps on several occasions because of Klee. Yeah. <laughs> Two, Albedo says that while Klee is very destructive in nature, that she is nothing compared to Alice. Yeah. And this is, mind you, Klee, for one of her birthdays, and she's only eight, Kill the primo of a shop. Yes, she took some of its scales home, right? <laughs> like, what do you do with this child? What do you do? You just you just let them off into the world and let them destroy it because at that point there is no hope. I mean, she's the chaos mom. She literally will like, and I'm talking about Alice, she will bomb things just to make them look nicer to her. Mm-hmm. Storm tears lair. Yeah, and D-Luke has banned her from going anywhere near Star Statch Cliff. Kaya, actually. Oh, Kaya, sorry. Kaya has banned her from going anywhere. And I think that's cute because they all like, like, I feel like, you know, Kaya, D-Luke, Albedo, and Venti all really like Cecilia flowers. So they're like, please just leave them alone. That's the only place they grow. Except for the imaginary greenhouse that D-Luke has in the manga that we're like secretly waiting for. One day when we get access to that fucking basement. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we got access to the fucking like cat bar finally for TCG. Give me a greenhouse. Yes, Cat's Tale has been so cute. They really did a good job with it. Mm-hmm. I will say too, it's funny that we bring up all the destruction on top of that. During Mondstadt's Wine Festival this year in 2023, or was it 2022? I don't remember when it happened. Yes, this year. During the Fun the Wine Festival, where we're like celebrating the return of Barbados, even though he's been with us the entire time, <laughs> we're talking about Albedo, and he basically says that he's been letting the Knights of Favonia sell his art. And he says that the money should go to paying toward the destruction that Alice has created, not Klee. Which is interesting because he definitely deals more with Klee than Alice from what I could tell. But also Albedo is the worst because he literally has taught Klee how to make new gunpowder out of like lizard tails. Well, you gotta support a kid, you know. I know, he's like, you know what, Klee, you may be destroying stuff, but let's make it better. He's a good big brother. I mean, doesn't he strike you as someone who gets excited anytime someone is like curious about experimenting science? science. Yeah. (laughs) And he's just being a good older brother. He's like, you want to experiment? Yay! Let's do it together! Yay! He's like, I could sell one painting and pay for all of the destruction that you're about to cause. With yeah. my new lizard gunpowder. I bet he can make a lizard gunpowder. Yeah, I got questions. Yeah, how, like... <laughs> but I, I swear I won't make this an Albedo episode. <laughs> <laughs> 
We know Klee as little Miss Destructo chaos machine, who is a young spark knight in the Knights of Favonia. She's often locked up in solitary confinement, bombing things, making Mika's life harder. She's a generally optimistic kid as well, from what I can tell. Yeah, and she loves to blast fish. Yeah, it's like her favorite pastime. Yeah, she really like that's like she's like oh you're sad let's go fish blasting mm-hmm. i wish my life got fixed like that yeah <laughs> it can it can be yeah have you tried because you never know <laughs> have you ever tried to blow up water <laughs> have you ever gone to like a frozen pond or a frozen lake and just like found a little hole and just thrown a cherry bomb or one of those little colorful smoke bombs and just watched it go. No. It's very satisfying. It's very harmful to anything living in that water, but it's very satisfying as a destructive person. Okay, Klee. (laughs) Klee, grown up, is Al. Literally. Yes. (laughs) And then Alice. So I know I introduced Alice with all of her fancy titles, but mostly we know Alice as the creator of the Tavat Travel Guide. Mm. Mom to Klee, a member of the Hexen Circle, and Gold's best friend. Mm -hmm. Also good friends with the old hag. Yes. Mona's master. She actually purchased Klee's backpack while shopping with the old hag. Yeah, and didn't the old hag like pick out help pick out her like her hat too or something? Like Yes. So funny. So does the old hag have a good fashion sense? I mean Mona says so, but you know, do we love Mona's hat? I don't know. Mona's hat shade. Not nice. Listen, I love Mona, but her outfit, it could use some improving. And they already gave her a new outfit. Which was worse. (sighs) I am hashtag team tights i am team give her an amazing revamp right now yeah like lisa got yeah oh my god so i really you know what i hope for when we get to fontaine she's gonna have her journalist like astrologist outfit (gasps) oh it'll be like kind of a newsy-esque thing but orbs of in-stars. Oh my god, oh, that's let's a have perfect that. time to give her a new outfit. Exactly! Can we... Can we so I awesome? agree. I think a cloak would be awesome. Exactly. It'd be the perfect time because Fontaine comes right after 3.8. Best time. Like, we have Elisa. Ayaka has a Fontaine-esque or very more, like, fun. Mm-hmm. I will be switching back to my Fontaine outfit for Ayaka, like, as soon as I get to Fontaine. I will be bringing back the Fontaine. I want to see some like French gardens and just you walking around with your Ayaka in her new outfit and just like (laughs) being gorgeous. There will be a lot of screenshots. It would be like the most picturesque Parisian thing ever. (laughs) I feel like everyone thinks that Fontaine is going to be like this beautiful French place and I'm just over here like it's going to be steampunk dark. Oh, it's totally going to be steampunk and I'm going to love it. There's going to be aspects, but at least one i like some aspect of french gardens please yeah hopefully it's both you know what i really would love to see and this goes back to bioshock infinite i want to see a mechanical little steam bird that we get to put in our teapot because one that would make tiff very happy and two fiends could not kill it <laughs> I would. Yeah, find, a find a way. She'd torture it. <laughs> She'd find hey, a way to torture it. 
I want to <laughs> torture it. <laughs> Damn. Okay. You would just try and lead them to the death. By accident. I don't oh, do it on purpose. By quote unquote accident. Yeah. It is an accident. You chased that tiny little boar. No, to the edge of, of the world. I didn't. I <laughs> love animals. <laughs> you do love animals. I never doubt. But I mean, you love child, so. I, oh, my e. God. Oh, my God. I can't with you. Anyway, so that's who Queen Alice are. I hope that Alice is in Fontaine. But besides that, we do have basically three family members, quote unquote, that we could put into this like little circle. Albedo. Yes, yes. The first one is Albedo. Albedo looks at Klee like a younger sister and vice versa. Klee calls him mostly big brother. And Albedo says that he does view Klee as a younger sister. And then because of that, you kind of have to assume that they see gold albedo's master as a family member as well especially since alice keeps trying to get albedo to call her mom (laughs) and she's like big on that like a little too much yeah i would agree that's a little sussy which makes me just even go like are they related in somehow or i mean i also say this with i have like close girlfriends and stuff like that that their kids call me aunt and i'm nowhere near related to them so (laughs) you know like knowing that too but like mom just kind of it's a little boundary steppy hold on so this made me kind of think that gold might be dead (gasps) not to sound like amanda (laughs) (laughs) there's nothing wrong with that brandon (laughs) but remember how she writes the letter to d luke during hidden strife yes and she wrote that to him shortly after his father died and he like went on his little walkabout thing and she was very much like you've taken good care of my daughter in the past like you were really sensitive to her and i hope that you'll think of me as your parent and it was like because his dad died and he i mean we don't know what the deal is with his mom i guess but you know he was parentless and she was like i'll be your parent and so it made me think that when she's like call me mom and this is your sister that it kind of made me feel like alice knows that gold is never coming back either she's dead or she's like just gone from the world honestly i i know this is sound terrible but if gold is dead good like she's torturing my boy albedo so much it's so sad is the truth of this world just love how is she torturing him what do you mean because she like basically was like peace out cub scout find the truth of this world you left like right a chalk boy who what? could barely process his emotions with like the biggest world quest ever find the truth of the world we've been trying to find the truth of the world for the last like two years as we've played the game and we actually do deep dives into the lore and don't have to do alchemy and we can't figure it out are the scars fake are we living in a dream is everything a snow globe effect like albedo is been like just kind of like charged by his master who he openly admits that he sees as a mother figure to find the truth of this world and then she leaves albedo hasn't seen her in years i know we're gonna have an albedo episode at some point so i don't want to get too deep into it but what if albedo was like implanted with something i don't like it but you know we do know that Klee came to monstad again to be left with the knights what three years before the game starts three years before the game starts we know that gold left albedo with alice before that so albedo hasn't seen gold in what 
at least four years, five years. <laughs> like, I don't know. I honestly would be happy if she were dead. I mean, he's kind of getting the vibe a little bit on his own, which is nice. Well, and we also know that she possibly started the cataclysm. Yeah, and Albedo shouldn't have that weight on his shoulders of her dumbness. Anyway, I digress. Clee and Alice. So we also know that Clee has a father and she does say that she has like, she has a voice line about her parents. Clee specifically says that her mom and dad are the famousest <laughs> which I don't know how she came up with the word. It doesn't even come off the tongue easy. Travelers in Tavat. And that's all. That's it. Mom writes the Tavat travel guide. And dad is apparently famous too. But never mentions who that father could be. And is he also like, does he have elfy ears like Klee does? Or is he a human? Yeah, because we don't even know if Alice has... Well, no, we do know that Alice probably has those ears. Because she says to Klee that they're a part of a race that lives very long. Are they even from this world? Yeah, like, what is with the elf ears? And like, no one ever acknowledges it at all in the game. And there are other characters that have them, like Layla. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Pulsanella, uh, Nahida. They all have elf ears. I honestly don't think Alice was born or is originally from Tavat. Mm, you think she might be one of the descenders? Yes. Absolutely. One of the reasons I say that is because she references the Rubicon, which is an Italian river that Caesar crossed at one point. Yeah. Yeah. And isn't the Rubicon, like if you cross the Rubicon, isn't that considered like crossing like a point of no return kind yes. of? So if yeah. you like did go into another realm of sorts, you would cross that line of no return. Mm-hmm. Can't remember in history when it when it talks about like when Julius Caesar led that legion over it, it has something to do with that specific idea of like the point of no return. Yeah, and this is brought to our attention during the chasm where Ji Xiong is saying that the chasm might be to quote the great adventure Alice my Rubicon. And then they actually play with this idea because the travelers like the Rubicon is a hilly trail language and Paimon <laughs> is like I've never heard of that either and Zichiang is like well I'm not too sure myself but given that Alice is an adventurer who has seen the entire world that must be someplace she's been to right and we're kind of like huh you're Rubicon and like we still like don't know what it means <laughs> even though right. she's using it so a lot of people sort of speculate that Alice has been to or connected with Earth somehow like our Earth which kind of makes sense because because she also narrates Aloy's collected miscellany video instead of Dainsleaf. And, you know, Aloy, for those who don't know, is actually from Earth's future. And she ends up into that by going through a portal that she discovers in a lab. So it could make sense that like maybe Alice has been to Earth or at least a an alternate duplicate type of version of Earth, like a different bubble universe Earth. A bubble Earth, if you will. Mm-hmm. We know, at least from the twins, there are multiple different worlds and they can be accessed. And I do have a theory that kind of comes from the Witcher universe in the way of how these kind of like places can connect. But I also was like, the Rubicon, 
I'm so stuck on it because of how important it is in Roman history. Like the only other thing like, oh, she could be saying like, this could be used as a term of like uh, matching your points against an opponent's points. But that is only used in context with what happened at Rubicon. So (laughs) it's so, uh, is this just Alice's isekai is this just her anime <laughs> and we're all living in it i uh, maybe but also when alice is grooming barbara to become a pop star mm-hmm. she's like you should be to that's idol and barbara's like what's an idol <laughs> and alice is like oh here's a magazine that explains it and she gives her this idol magazine and in the lore it actually says that barbara had no idea what world this magazine had come from it's actually 16 but by reading it <laughs> she found out that there was indeed such a thing as an quote-unquote idol and that it mainly involved working hard at getting everyone to like you. (laughs) So that's another kind of clue of maybe Alice has been to Earth. Is she talking about American Idol or some other kind of idol TV show competition? I love the fact that she's (laughs) that there's a possibility she was watching American Idol. I know. (laughs) Or, I mean, there's idols. They that franchise is everywhere too but i like to think that she was watching the mass singer <laughs> where america's got talent for travelers who might not know aloy as brandon mentioned is from a future earth but from a different video game yeah horizon zero dawn let's go hell yeah one of the greatest video games of all time just so you know brandon is very biased <laughs> Brandon will like send us pictures sometimes of like screenshots from the game and I go, is that Aloy from the hit game Genshin Impact? (laughs) (laughs) But uh, Genshin did have a crossover with Horizons when one of their games was coming out. Was it last year? I think it was like a DLC or something. And so Travelers got Aloy and a special bow if they had if they were playing on PlayStation. And it's super annoying because there's no way to build up like the constellations for Aloy and blah, blah, blah. But what's interesting about that, as mentioned, is that Alice voices Aloy's character trailer. Now, every character in Genshin has a character trailer and Dane's Leaf does all but three of them, I believe. Yes. One is assumed to be Nicole. I forget who does that one. And then Alice voices Aloy's and Dory's. Yes, she's very close with Dory. She was actually Dory's first supplier. And <laughs> she funds her, you know, adventures, her travel adventures <laughs> through Tavat by sending her inventions to Dory. And then Dory sells them and sends more back to Alice, wherever she's at in the world. And Dory speaks pretty highly of Alice, too. She said that Alice's range of eccentric novelty knows no end and makes her the best supplier that she has and then of course dory threatens us and wants money but i think it's interesting that she says that she's kind of the jack of all trades because they actually refer to alice a lot as a polymath uh which in dictionary terms because of course i had to google that when i saw it is a person who knows a lot about many different things so they say where gold is really specialized in alchemy alice dabbles in it all which is scary because she also blows shit up (laughs) yeah She's just like her daughter. She's someone that is very driven by her id. I just said ego when I'm talking about id. This episode brought to you by Freud. No, not again. He strikes again. (laughs) I did want to say that um, I know we love to make fun of Dory and her greed and everything, but Dory is obsessed with Mora because her sister got sick with a fatal illness and like her family couldn't afford any medicine to save her. No, make us feel bad, Brandon. (laughs) 
such the state of the American health system. Uh, yeah, it, it was very American, yeah. <laughs> and she feels really close with Alice because Alice was like the first person to sort of take a chance on her. Alice was like, oh, you want like endless reserves of Mora? I got you. You can sell my inventions and like sort of became like her first connection. And that's very, I guess, typical of Alice. Like she definitely has that, I'll do anything to help anyone, but I'll also destroy everything if yeah. I want to <laughs> vibe. She does want to be everybody's mom and like collect them. And I think it's interesting too because you can kind of see how she rubs off on other people. Like you were just saying like she was like oh well I could make a ton of money on these inventions but I'll give them to you instead and you can make the money and you kind of see that with Albedo where he's like I could make a ton of money off my paintings but instead I'm going to give it to the knights to help pay for all the trouble my aunt is causing. <laughs> and, and my sister. And my sister. And I feel like Cleet too she's always trying to help like she likes fish bombing but i think she likes providing she's like look food yeah yeah exactly it's not just the the entertainment of blowing them up she also likes the idea that she's feeding them she's definitely like a mini alice but without the magic yet she's a wholesome you know chaos alice is very knowledgeable in alchemy astrology engineering magic and medicine but i i think it's interesting that like we so obviously we we know about the astrology with the hexen circle we know about the engineering side with all of her inventions and things like that and her magic obviously but i don't see anything about her medicinal side to her did anybody find anything i did but it's shady <laughs> oh no <laughs> that sounds correct <laughs> so there's this guard in liyue named echo <laughs> who used to have a very bad stutter and he encountered Alice and Alice was like, I got you, boo. And she gave him this magical potion that cured his stutter. But the side effect was that it makes him mimic anyone around him. <laughs> so if you talk to Echo, he just repeats back everything that you say to him and you're like, what the hell are you doing? And he's like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> was his name Echo before? <laughs> I don't, I doubt it. <laughs> I doubt it. Probably not. <laughs> Imagine how annoying it is to be his boss. I'm just thinking <sighs> that maybe Alice isn't the greatest of medicine. <laughs> She just has that listed, like, in her extras on her resume. Right. It's, like, at the bottom of her list of expertise. Like, can do medicine. She should go learn from Tignari. Yes. You want her around Tignari? Oh, God, that's true. Well, Tignari doesn't have dead parents that I know of, so, like, she's not going to adopt him. I mean, technically, Barbara's parents aren't aren't dead and she was trying to get her i mean we don't know about the mom or the dad true well yeah i guess that's they actually true we don't now. know they, they might be dead that might be actually key to knowing that they're dead because she also goes after <laughs> goes after she also tries to get ayaka to join the whole tava idol thing too and yeah and ayaka's like no yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's like, meh, 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 meh. but again, I think parents. you're right, Tiff. Maybe this proves that Jean and Barbara's parents are both. Dead. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, but hear me out. I'm so scared now. What if Alice is either a the knave or B is trying to work against the Schneznian orphanage? <laughs> like she's trying to bring in all like the powerful like visioned orphans. Like no, no, come here. <laughs> she's trying to one up this Russian. Name, aka Beery. <laughs> it's gonna be the end game is like Battle of the Orphans. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be like Lord of the Rings, but like 
orphans on each side. Absolutely. So we have talked a little bit about both of these characters, and I'd like to talk a little bit about some of the other important relationships that those characters have. Uh, starting with Klee, we've talked a lot about Albedo, so the only thing I'll say that we actually probably didn't mention is that, you know, Albedo and Klee see each other as siblings. Albedo was left with Alice when Klee was young. Er, I don't know how young, so younger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because Gold had to go do whatever after finding some sort of artifact. And so Albedo, which I think is who Klee references as the white boy or the boy in white. <laughs> Sorry, I was like, the All right, white boy. <laughs> I mean, he is a white boy. I and mean, everybody's a white boy. White boy. Everyone is the white boy. <laughs> I think that Albedo is probably that boy in white that she mentions in like her character story and how they became like intertwined family or whatever they say. So we could skip Albedo, but Kaya and Jean are probably like king and queen of the babysitter club for Klee. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. I'll look at any montage, any montage that has Jean chasing Clee with any stupid music behind it. I will gobble that shit up. It's my favorite thing. My question is just how the higher ups and the knights are the ones babysitting. Yeah. I would like to think that it's with Jean being the acting grandmaster, like it kind of became a thing there. And I feel like with Kaya, he just liked her, you know? Like, that is his boyfriend's sister, so... It's would... true. <laughs> it is valid. So this kind of goes back to what was happening with her father, who, by the way, I think is also dead. <gasps> Everybody did. <laughs> because it, it actually says, like, in Clee's character story five, she says that this was the way things were until her parents left to travel to somewhere dangerous and far away. They entrusted Klee to the care of Albedo and the Knights of Favonius. So it seems like Alice and Klee's father both went somewhere dangerous and far away, and I'm assuming it was at the service of Mondstadt, which is why the Knights of Favonius were like, yeah, we'll take care of your kid. Like, go go help us, you know? Mm. And what could that have, what could that be? Do you think that they left with the, you know, all the rest of Mondstadt? When they went to do whatever they're doing. Was that around the same time? No, because the manga takes place six months to a year prior to the game starting. The game. Okay. And I think that Varka has left like a few months prior to the manga. If I don't, Brandon, do you remember? I don't remember, no. Well, left, they left three years ago. Alice and her husband left three years ago. It's in character story one. It says three years ago, Klee was entrusted to the Knights of Favonius by her parents who were famed adventurers. We have a, that little bit of a timeline with it at least. So this would be before Varka left with everyone. I think that it's like a borderline because we're not 100% sure in the manga when Varka left. I think it's six months before the manga that Varka leaves, which would mean that Varka left a year to a year and a half prior to the game starting. But it's totally possible it was sooner. And I mean, we never know, too. Varka could have sent them along first, too. Yeah. In that type of an idea. Mm. You know, they very much could have been out there scouting. Do you guys remember during the Venti storyline where you're, like, going around seeing people's, like, imaginary friends? You end up helping that one adventurer who 
is pretending to be like a famous adventurer and he like cries about the fact that he's dead. Oh shit. Yeah. Oh, you mean yes. the the guy who's who's taken on the the famous identity, but the person who's actually of that identity died, and it was his friend. Yeah, he says like something about the winds and everything. It was in that that giant sandstorm, like forever sandstorm place in Samaro. Wasn't that a part of Venti's story? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So my question is, what if that famous adventurer was Clee's dad? Ooh. If you're suggesting that he's dead. There's also a possibility that Alice was like, hey, we're going away. And then she just plotted his death and killed him. <laughs> Stop it. No. She, ac- she accidentally blew him been. up with a bomb. Just, just, you know, just a, just a, just a accidental. Like, there's no need to tell Clee about any of this. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh, he fell off the map mentions Naya. <laughs> I mean, she would at least tell her daughter that he's dead, right? No. Uh, yeah. no. You would think so, but you I would mean... hope so. I mean, Timmy it's... doesn't know. Mm-hmm. Timmy knows. He's just, he's just. But Joel doesn't know. Joel doesn't know. <laughs> we didn't tell. Him. <laughs> we didn't tell Joel that's a whopper flower. <laughs> Look, I, I ain't going to be the one to break that boy's bubble. I'm a little scared of him. So the guy is pretending to be a person named Stanley. And what's interesting, actually, is this is bringing in Sumeru lore. Oh. So fake Stanley is sobbing and he goes, it should have been me. I should have been the one to die in the Mari Javari that day. Why won't your spirit come and stop me from using your name? If you hadn't had to save a rookie like me, you would have never died in that windless corner of the world. You were a renowned adventurer, destined to become a legend, but now that'll never happen. Wow. Maybe they were sent to Sumeru. Maybe, especially if, like, you know, they got wind of anything going on with the Harbingers. I mean, we know that Varka has dealt with Capitano, thanks to Mika Mika. Maybe that's why we don't have the Sumerian version of the Tavat Tribal Guide. They were going off to, to go do it, and the guy died. Mm. Yeah, you're right. And we know that she's been to all these other places because, like, she makes references to Fontaine and to Shneznaya. So we just don't have them as the guides, mm-hmm. but she does talk about them. I do know that the uh, Inazuma section was published during the Iridori Festival, mm-hmm. or like right around then. Which would make sense. Um, I did read a really interesting theory on Reddit that said someone was actually saying that um, they think that Lee's father is Dainsley. And that's, yeah, that's that why... <laughs> That's why he narrates all the other collected miscellany videos. I kind of would love that. I would, I mean, I don't want that to really be true, but I kind of would love the bullshit and shenanigans that would come from that. Yeah, I don't think it's true because, like, why would, like, we don't think that he was hanging around Mondstadt until three years ago. (laughs) It's a fun theory. It's a, yeah, it really is a fun theory. Because even though Klee, I guess, canonically, like, we we think she's eight, but if she is part of a long-lived people's, she could be... She could be older, yeah. She could yeah, be 50. but she'd still be a baby in the people's minds. And, I, and she'd still be a baby in our minds. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, we still call Nahida a baby, and she's, she's like, 500 years old. She's a little baby. Speaking of Nahida, I would like to throw out there that Nahida actually does make a comment about Mari Javari. Which I'm probably pronouncing wrong, I'm sorry. She says, oh, the Mari Javari, a place without anything at all, completely empty, just like a shroom boar's brain, shade. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Of course I know of it, 
But it's true. I have never seen it with my own eyes. It is one of the many places beyond my reach. Ooh. Ooh. So an interesting idea that maybe they were checking out some shit they weren't supposed to be. And maybe Clee's dad did die. And currently, from what I could tell, it is not a location available for us to find. No, no, it People is not. have some assumed places that it might be. Also, our favorite chasm girl, Ji Xiang, also mentions it. She says that the environment in the chasm is no harsher than that of the Mari Javari. Do you think it's possible that it could be in between the desert of Sumeru and Natlan? It's definitely possible. They say that it's on the opposite side of Mondstadt, basically, is all they say. So it could be anywhere <laughs> in that open. Opposite where? North? <laughs> South? East? West? Where? Well, I also wonder if it has something to do with that big wind tunnel that's, like, over top of the Goddess of Flowers, like, little area. It really makes sense because the real Stanley was a famous adventurer. Yeah, he was. Yeah. And it would make sense that other adventurers were with them, possibly. Yeah. And Alice and Stanley, that goes together. I've shipped them on their names completely. <laughs> I, I legit I just thought you said my name was Alice and Stanley, and I was going to go. <laughs> Go with it i'm like what <laughs> like yes that is my full name yeah this reminds me of when as a child i thought alice in wonderland was alice in wonderland <laughs> and i wanted my last name to be wonderland so bad alice in wonderland is actually a really good dj yeah it actually is really good <laughs> <laughs> but i digress i don't mean to sidetrack us too much from alice and Klee into the world of the desert of sumeru but to sidetrack back we were talking a little bit about some of the important relations they have. So we don't know who their dad is, but then Klee, besides the babysitters, also seems to be very close with Mika, who also seems to be a babysitter of sorts. Mika enjoys hanging out with her, but is kind of scared of her. Um, and Klee also tells him... About- Mika's kind of scared of everyone. Though, Mika is be smart. Because of his trauma. Why does he have trauma? Can I say it the last time I went to say it, you guys stopped me? Oh, why is it like... Well, Mika had just came out. So you guys did, I guess they want me to spoil. Oh no, you can spoil. Okay, so from my understanding, Mika's older brother, Huffman, mm-hmm. is an alcoholic. I'm not surprised. And Mika would have to take care of him when their parents left. Oh, that's fucked up though. But then what do you think that he would be not so shy? <laughs> He'd be like, I mean, look at I'm the parent, I gotta get things done. <laughs> well, I think that he more so doesn't want people to know that his brother is an alcoholic. Oh, he has to keep it a secret. And so I don't think that's, because his thing is more so like when people talk to him about his personal life, he's like, ah! <laughs> so right. I think he's trying to hide his like personal life. Okay. Aww. Poor baby. Poor baby. He's so cute. Alice is also close with not only her husband, dead husband, Dory, who we mentioned, but also the other witches of the Hexen Circle. I mean, we just got a huge Hexen Circle lore drop this month or this year. Yeah, when she's impersonating all the other witches. (laughs) (laughs) I hope that they start kind of coming around a little bit more. They seem like they're a very interesting group of ladies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I want to meet Nicole. I want to meet the old hag. Definitely. I want to meet Nicole just to see what Nicole looks like. I'm like, do you look like a Nicole? (laughs) It's a Nicole with an H, so that means that she can look like anything. Yeah. (laughs) On top of that, too, I think it's actually really interesting that Alice was able to impersonate all the other witches. I felt like it was clear that she was, oh, yes, hello. I, like, mustache over the... (laughs) Her finger has a mustache over her upper lip. 
to me at least it seemed pretty clear I don't know. It seemed like it was only like only Albedo and Clear were like, yeah, that's mom. Yeah, because didn't Mona say like, is that the old hag? Mm -hmm. And then the voice actress of Gold actually like announced herself, which we've talked about a little bit. Yeah, but that was because the actual like when the teaser trailer came out with like the actual tea party, you can hear all of their voices. Well, yeah, I thought it sounded the same, though, as in the little part in Windbloom. So I thought it was like suggesting that Alice did a really good job. (laughs) <laughs> and she's also, you know, magical. Yeah, I can't with her using her magic powers to impersonate her friends. Yes. True, yeah. <laughs> I mean, she invented the phonograph. I'm sure yes, she could invent some kind True. of device to mimic other people's voices. <laughs> and she made the Dodoco communications thing that we used in the yeah. archipelago second time around. Yeah, and if anybody doesn't know or didn't play as early that early or know the story, in the first archipelago summer event, there's a whole scheme that happens and all these people are trying to figure all this stuff out and figure out the Dodo King and all this all this stuff and in the end there's a phonograph and it's Alice just being like hey it was me <laughs> glad you took care of my daughter all summer and then she's basically <laughs> like I know you've known the whole time Albedo <laughs> yeah yeah but she slips in there like oh I made this device isn't that lovely I feel like Alice is very intuitive of people like she has very like emotionally intelligent yes like she has no concern for other people's safety but she has a lot of concern for their emotional well-being <laughs> just not their physical well-being yeah she's like i'll blow you up but i'll say i'm sorry <laughs> yeah. which doesn't that kind of make you wonder though if the world is real like maybe she knows something that we don't like when you die in this game like you go to a different place like i don't know i feel like she wouldn't you be as concerned <gasps> no that's tiff's hell <laughs> Yeah, no, thank you. We've talked about her like having access to possibly Earth. So it does really make you wonder if she can traverse worlds somehow. Maybe it's the imaginary tree or the Sea of Quanta <laughs> or the Astral Express. But, you know, she also narrates Wanderers collected miscellany video. Mm-hmm. And she's sort of oily hinting some people think at the idea of not being affected by changes to Soul because she's kind of Ooh. like you know wanderer has a very simple past or a very complicated past it just depends on who you're asking so she's kind of like doing this sort of like mm. wink wink nudge nudge yeah which that. makes people think that she was not affected by the overwrite, just like Traveler, which is another reason people think she could be a descender, that she's, you know, not from this world. Hmm. Which we brought up the term descender earlier. And just for our travelers who don't know, a descenders is a term created by the Fatui to describe people who aren't from Tavat. People who descended down, quote unquote, to Tavat. Hmm. And from my understanding, how many are there? Four? Four? I was going to say six. I think it's four. I think we're the fourth, right? Oh, yes. so we know of. We know there's at least four. And we know that the primordial one or the heavenly principles is the first one, but we don't know who two and three are. And we have no idea who the heavenly principles is. Correct. Isn't that wonderful? Like a nice little list of things we don't know. I know after Brandon's like, but we do know. I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> 
<laughs> Unfortunately, we still are in a point, I think, in Genshin where we have more questions than answers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think a character like Alice really leaves a, a lot that you want to learn. Can we go back to the elf ears? Because one of my pseudo theories is that maybe the people with elf ears in this game are descendants of the Seelies. Like maybe the Seelies were like elves. Could Layla possibly be like a Seelie descendant? Yes. Yeah. Layla, Nahida, and Pulsanella, they all have elf ears. Ito has pointy ears sort of but they're not the same type no because he's he's full he's oni an oni yeah do you think it's possible that like they're the contemporary children or like their ancestors were the human and the seelie that got together yeah that's sort of what i'm thinking that they are from the you know the seelie descendant the one who got with the human and cause the exile of the Seelies. Like maybe the Seelie, you know, like they're sort of, you know, generations down from that pairing. Yeah, that would be interesting. Just an idea. Because we don't know what the Seelies look like, really. No, we don't. But I I like this theory because like, you're right. And we don't know really how long Seelies are supposed to live. We, I mean... Again, so much we don't know. Yeah, we know that they are not human, but that they guided humans as the like, probably the divine envoys. And isn't I mean, isn't that sort of similar to a lot of elven lore from other IPs? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're sort of like the wise people that sort of steer other races in the right direction. Which is interesting with Layla because Layla comes off like such like a like an airhead almost, but then her like other personality, like the sleepwalker, mm-hmm. is so much a guide. Like even during the Sumeru event that we recently had where we were doing the Darshan competition, like the shadow self of Layla like was trying to help people. I loved that. That was so great. It was like, oh hi. We have two personalities happening here. <laughs> I love it. She also has like a natural skill at astrology. Yeah. Like someone else we know. Like Mona. Although Mona doesn't have elf ears, but No. Not Mona, yet. you can tell Mona works really hard at it. <laughs> yeah, she, she does. So then we've gone over a lot of the people that the characters have like relations with and who could be important. But another character I think is really fun is that Alice has a kind of good relationship with Zhang Li because he was her travel partner when she was writing the leeway portion of the Tavat travel guide. Yeah, and seems like, at least in my opinion, I don't know how much she really likes him. Mm-hmm. Like, she doesn't really get him because, like, you know, she starts looking at all these stone pillars in Julian Karst and she's like, this looks like it used to be underwater and this looks like the, this was just pl- placed here and he kind of just laughs like and he's very entertained by it Mm -hmm. because obviously he knows all the truth and she seems to like be like what you laughing at buddy (laughs) what you laughing at willis he might be one of the few people who's older than her yeah (laughs) because we know that she knew yaimiko when she was a little girl uh, which was 500 years ago Mm -hmm. yeah she says how when when she does the inazuma one she says how yaimiko has grown up so much and you know that she's sad that she can't make her cry anymore (laughs) oh my god so fucking rude. Alice has got some, she's got some problems. She also says that Zhang Li is the sternest person that she's, that she knows. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. I mean, I'd agree with that. She also told Lisa back in the Mondstadt one that they should, 
Oh my god, this is so unhinged. <laughs> oh god. Like they should take the hilly churls and use them to power the windmills and like, you know, kind of just be on a like an assembly line, but then they should take the weaker hilly churls, kill them, grind them up as food and feed them to the stronger ones. Because that's what they would do in Shneznaya. Mm-hmm. She's like, we could power a giant factory like they did in Shneznaya. Yeah. And Lisa's just like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Lisa's like, hmm. Okay. What? Yeah. <laughs> you know what? At this point, you know what? No. You know, gold didn't do it alone. The destruction of Conria <laughs> was both gold and Alice. <laughs> oh, yeah. 100%. They definitely see the world as like their toy, their plaything. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's the Speaking of which, another little silly thing she does is in Inazuma, she goes over to the furnace and she's just like, this shit ain't working right. It's going to like go haywire. And she takes a whole bunch of stuff out of it, like valves and panels, and she throws it into the sea because you know hey why not recycle <laughs> she fixes it up and she's like oh well you know it's going to produce less but it's not going to go haywire anymore like i did them a favor but like nobody asked you bitch she probably like did that in an afternoon too and then was like <laughs> off to the next thing yeah she just Jesus. randomly walked past it and was just like <laughs> i had wondered if maybe like part of that is slightly different because of the scar thing but what you're saying about like her not being affected by urban saw makes more sense yeah and she probably fixed it after scara fixed it because we know that it's still pretty fucked up like in current day that's part of our quest too right is like we have to kind of try to make it better yeah exactly she's a little weirdo <laughs> Mm-hmm. She is. I'm so excited to meet her. I know this year during Windbloom, a lot of people thought that Scarlet was going to be Alice originally, and then she mm-hmm. wasn't. It was very disappointing. It's interesting yeah. how characters from Mondstadt are being gatekept. Does that make sense? Like, they're gatekeeping a lot of big Mondstadt players yes. from us. Like Varka. Alice, Gold, Simon Pegg, Frederica. Mm. And from what I understand, right now, this is the only nation that they really are guarding people like that from us. Yeah, because really, I mean, we don't really have lore in the other places that isn't out there or dead. Yeah, exactly. Unfortunately, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. I'm in a period of emotional people. I saw all the, oh, I don't care crap. A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm going to steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wayne, rated PG-13. May be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Terramount+. Plus makes me wonder if I mean it doesn't make me wonder it just really buckles down on my idea that Mondstadt is going to be where a lot of the end game plot takes place yeah they're definitely coming back to Mondstadt over and over again yes and I also thought some I also wanted to say that I just want to find it so I don't mess it up so in one of Albedo's voice lines he calls Alice a near omnipotent sorcerer which is interesting because the first thing that came into my head was the omnipresent god that was like what my head went to and it makes me curious could she be the omnipresent god that there's a Mm. statue of there's like an I idea that she could be the god of Tibet. I do not think so. I really think she's a descender. Doesn't mean she can't be an omnipresent god. True. Or both. Or both. Yeah. But when when we think omnipresent, it all encompassing 
all encroaching. It feels like that would be the primordial one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At least it feels such. And because we know Alice, I don't know, every time I think of omnipresent gods, you think they're everywhere and nowhere all at once at the same time. And in a way, Alice is, but we know she's not because she's connected through mortal lo- lenses and mortal lines, if that makes sense. Mm. She's connected to Klee, who, even though she is long lived and she is still mortal she will die one day she's connected to all these orphans and non-orphans what if she's the Sealy ancestor who got with the human which is Klee's dad I mean Klee could be that old we don't know that would be really interesting oh my god that'd be crazy that would be awesome I would love that <laughs> that's why Klee was allowed in the nights because she's not actually eight <laughs> and she's more like 800 yeah 8,000 like <laughs> Was she the youngest person to get a vision? Like, she says she was very young and she blew up her shop and then, like, the dust cleared and under the the ashes was a glowing vision. But she seems awfully young. I mean, I guess that would depend on what her age actually is. Mm -hmm. For some stupid reason, I just think of Hotel Transylvania and I'm like, oh my god, she's turning 118. You're finally an adult vampire. (laughs) It's like, it's like one of those thingies. (laughs) Oh my god, that's so funny. Maybe she might not be the youngest or she might be the youngest of her people that I've gotten it. Yeah, and don't they say like Klee is like useless to ask about it because she's just like la la la, blew stuff yeah. up, got vision. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and she's like, I was young, you know, like she's not, yeah. She didn't really care, she just kind of got it. But like, you know, the gods kind of smiled down on her too, like she was born with all of this mm-hmm. like raw talent. Yeah. So they saw it early, I mean, why wait, I guess. I mean, if my theory's right and the Elfiers are Seelies or Seelie ancestors, that would make sense because it's a more direct line to to Celestia. Mm-hmm. A couple of little tidbits, though, about Klee that I just want to throw in there. Just because I say it all the time. I love when the game developers take some kind of little thing and, like, work on it. So it's, like, almost like, if you know, you know. Mm-hmm. And her name means clover in German. Yes, it does! So, and she wears all of her four-leaf clover, like, things on her whole outfit and stuff like that. And I just think it's such a cute little, like, callback to it. And, like, normally a clover would be three, but she even mentions it's a four-leaf clover for luck and stuff like that. I think it's a nice little callback. Blessed by the fate. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny too because I think Klee was gifted something by her mom and she says that it's like good luck. It, I think it's one of her clovers. Oh, is it one of the clovers? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I will say I totally snatched that for my uh, my fanfic. <laughs> yeah that's why she's got it all basically all on her too it's like i think i said that alice gave clee like this like special ribbon that was supposed to be good luck and clee gives it to nat at one point Aww. and melts everyone's heart <laughs> with her bombs no i'm <laughs> <laughs> i will say though you know i want to just talk a little bit more about alice adopting all the lost souls of tavat and i know you guys were kind of saying maybe that's the reason she's not the the president god but i also feel like alice is a trailblazer you know what i mean not not like star rail trailblazer just oh, like i thought st- that's where you were going i was like okay and you're like all right that's Stell. that's I'm, no. I'm hearing this i'm, I'm no, here for this no, let's, no. Let's go. unless she's sorting through the trash my favorite thing <laughs> Which I will say, and Tiff's going to hate me for saying this quickly, but I did see something on Instagram where someone was at a convention dressed as Stell from Star Rail, and they were walking around with a bag of trash. 
and people could pull things out of it because the the trailblazers who are the travelers in that game like they talk to trash cans it is the best part of the game did they pull the game out of the trash bag too ah! <laughs> oh my shade. god oh the no. shade <laughs> but i feel like alice kind of goes to the beat of her own drum so I, if oh, alice god. were a god or a descender or anything that's usually more high and mighty i could see her trying to change the status quo and I think that's really important and i think that there's a part of me that thinks that alice doesn't believe in like what gold is up to and that's why she's like happy to take albedo in and is trying to get albedo to be like her kid instead and blah 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 yeah or maybe you know gold is just dead and she's like i gotta take care of her kids i just have one fun fact i just wanted to say that we all talk about alice being a deadbeat mom and how she's like never around and just sort of pawn clee off on people but there is a wing lighter called the wings of feasting which is the stupid kfc lighter <laughs> that people know of and in the description of this, there's actually some like good lore in there. And Alice says that she's always away and busy because Tevat's borders have grown fragile these past two years. And I thought that was really interesting because she's not saying like Mondstadt's border. She's saying Tevat's borders, which makes me wonder if that means like the actual Ooh. borders of the world itself. Like are things crumbling? Right. And so she's kind of like, mommy's going to be busy because she has to like go and take care of this. Also, another weird thing in that Wings of Feasting piece, you find out that when humans first populated to that, they would eat dragons. We're a horrible people. What the fuck? Audacity. Gross. That was how they fit in the fried chicken concept. Let's exactly. be real. <laughs> exactly. And that is dragons exactly are reptiles, it. which are chicken. She said dragon drumsticks and dragon wings were smeared with flour and were subjected to the flames of the furnaces that the humans made. And make sure to dip it in Al's homemade ranch. Yes, Midwest love. They say that dragon meat tasted delicious, causes people to lick their fingers after eating. It's so disgusting. It's finger licking good, Brandon. <laughs> it's finger licking good. <laughs> the Sunday feast, which used to only happen once a week, became a daily occurrence because the meat was just too good like what the hell like this is so fucked you can tell that they wrote it just as like a let's uh have some fun and incorporate kfc into this piece but it's mm -hmm. like is this supposed to be canon like because <laughs> she tells this whole story of like you know dragons ruled the world and then humans showed up and then they started eating the dragon <laughs> <laughs> i mean i totally could see it as real because we talk about you know the defeat of the dragon sovereign but also, I would love for them to come out with a Pizza Hut wing glider and so we could get some lore about how pizza ties into the origins yes. of Tabat. Yeah. Hold on. I have one last thing before we go because it's cute. Because obviously, there's a lot of Alice in Wonderland image. Well, there's one thing that I learned recently, and there's a dodo that I totally forgot about in Alice in Wonderland. And it's Lewis Carroll's self-insert. And the dodo stutters. So he says dodo dodgson. What is a dodo? Like the dodo bird? Yeah, the dodo bird. bird. Oh. The extinct dodo dumbo bird. R.I.P. Like Conria. Extinct like the dragons. But no. So because of that, that stutter, the Dodgson Dodo Co was born. That's it. That's that's the fun fact. Dodo Co is from the Dodo from Alice in Wonderland. 
But I do think that's all the time we have for today. Thank you, Travelers, for coming and talking with us about our favorite characters. No, I, I think we love them, but I'm being biased because I like Clee a lot. But thank you for coming down and talking a little bit about Alice and Clee and some of the theories we have around them. If you like this episode or you have any thoughts you'd like to let us know about, you can message us on Instagram, Tales of Devot Pod, or message us on Twitter, Tales of Devot. Additionally, you can send us an email, talesofdevotpod at gmail.com. Next week, we will be talking about Dodore, the second Fatui Harbinger, and my least favorite character in this entire goddamn game. Otherwise, travelers, safe journeys. We'll see you next time. Bye, Nerds of Chaos. Bye.